Oh, hey, I'm so glad that you found us. My name's Michael, and I get to be the pastor at Shepherd's Community United Methodist Church in Lakeland, Florida. You're listening to the It's Better When You're Here podcast, where every week we upload the messages that are preached at our church every Sunday. We hope by listening to this, uh, you feel safe, heard, and loved by the God that created you. We hope this message makes an impact in your life. If listening to this makes a difference, reach out to us and connect with us either on social media or on our website, shepherdsumc.com. All right, here's the message. Well, friends, believe it or not, it is Advent. We're getting ready for Christmas to come. It might feel like we're ready for summer vacation, but in fact, we are preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ the King. Every year I get surprised by Florida weather, and here I am being surprised once more. But Advent is a season of preparation. It is a chance for us to be surprised by what God is doing. Aren't we all surprised today? We knew that we were going to be able to have a nice chill morning. In fact, I thought about having a a little bonfire going for us. Uh, Imagine if I had that. Uh, You guys would avoid that like it was the front row of sitting. I love that we're not even in the sanctuary. And my dear friends have avoided sitting in the front row unless they're in the praise team. And I love that you are United Methodist and you do that. It's a season of surprises, right, friends? We are in a season where we're being surprised by God's love for us. We're being surprised by the new things that God is showing up in our lives. And every passage you read about Jesus coming to earth is a surprise one right after the other. And it's a season where we remember the hope, peace, love, and joy of Christ's coming. We remember the story of Christ coming as a baby, but it, as followers of Jesus, it also reminds us and prepares us for the coming of Christ a second time when Christ returns and the world that we live in is made right, where the world that we live in is no longer the way that it is, but is instead a world filled with love, hope, peace, and joy. The thing I want you to hear today, the phrase I'll say again and again that I hope gets stuck in your head is this. God is not finished with any of us. The peace of Christmas is on its way. So a character that doesn't often show up in Christmas tales, I don't know if kids do a a, a Christmas program, if they're excited to get the part of Zechariah. I don't know if you've seen the TikTok going around the internet right now, but there's a kid that got assigned the role of the third door holder. Very exciting for this young person. He's so excited. He's going to hold the door, him and two of his other friends. He needs to dress all in brown. I think he's supposed to blend in with the door. But those those are always wonderful. I served a church where our Christmas program was you basically just showed up in your costume. And a lot of kids would dress as an angel or Mary. One year, a kid showed up as a giraffe. And I think that's a much better Christmas story to see a giraffe attending to the Lord of hosts. But Zechariah was a priest and was waiting for the Messiah. He was a priest in the temple in Jerusalem. And like every good Jewish person was waiting for the advent of the Messiah, for the Christ to come and dwell among us. And in this passage, if you read Luke chapter one, you can see the story. God shows up. And friends, God doesn't show up in the ways that God shows up in my life or your life. God shows up in the holiest of holies and tells Zechariah some big surprising news. See, Zechariah was older. He and his wife had never had a child. And God shows up and says, hey, good news, you're going to be a dad. 
And Zechariah, you might have heard a story like this in the Bible and other places, laughs and he is struck silent by the angel of the Lord. More on that later. God shows up and says, your prayers have been heard. The prayers that Zechariah has been whispering his whole life have been heard. The prayers that generations before Zechariah have whispered in their hearts have finally been heard and the Messiah is coming and God follows through. God follows through for the people of Israel. God follows through for you and I. God follows through for Zechariah. You see, because God is not finished with any of us, the peace of Christmas is on its way. You know, it's easy to doubt that God is at work in our lives. We talk about peace on earth. We talk about having peace here in our world. And as soon as you turn on the news, you are disallowed to believe in that peace, right? Every story you see talks about a lack of peace, maybe in some other part of the world or maybe in your own neighborhood. Maybe you experience a lack of peace in your own heart and in your own life. It is hard, hard, friends, to believe in peace. And Zechariah has been patient. You know, this passage, this comes near the end of Zechariah's life. He's been a faithful follower of God. And now he finally gets to see this peace come to pass. But he lived so long not seeing that peace He lived so long feeling as if God had forgotten him. He lived so long not knowing if God was really still at work. And like in our time, peace was something we can believe in but can't see everywhere just yet. You see, because when God shows up to Zechariah, he says, hey, great news, the Messiah is coming. Things are about to get amazing. And then they didn't for a long, long time. Jesus was only around for about 33 years and things were pretty good there for a little while. But then Jesus gets arrested and crucified. And again, they begin to wonder, where's this peace that we've been hearing about? But God is not finished with any of us. The peace of Christmas is on its way. It's easy to lose our faith, isn't it? It's easy to lose our faith, especially in today's climate when it is harder and harder to have faith. But some terrible things happen when we lose our faith. The first thing is that we convince ourselves that we were foolish. It's so hard to hear someone who's lost their faith, not just a faith in God, but a faith in things turning out okay. It's so hard to hear that because you hear, you'll hear someone explain why they were foolish to believe it in the first place. A lack of faith becomes something that hurts more and more because you stop allowing yourself to have believed that you should ever have believed in the first place. The next thing that happens is we convince ourselves that, that God lacks the power to change our lives. We convince ourselves maybe, oh, Jesus was just a nice teacher. Jesus was just a nice person or Or maybe God is up there but doesn't really care about me. Or maybe God is up there and just cares about everyone but me. I remember this one time, this is such a silly story. We lived in Texas. And I didn't know if you know this, but do you know that it snows in Texas? Because I surely didn't. And I was walking outside and there was ice all over my walkway. And even though I, I lived in Boston until I was 10, 
I didn't. Living up north before you turn 10 is amazing. You never shovel. You never put out salt. You never have to do any of the work. And you're like, why are my parents so annoyed at the cold? This is great. I get a day off from school. And so I walk out onto my concrete step that's covered in ice. And you know what's about to happen. I slip and I feel like I'm in the air for a good minute. And when I land, I, I land softly on the concrete step right in the, the my lower back, you know. But I was in my early 20s, so nothing happened. I felt fine afterwards. But as I'm laying there, an icicle begins to drip into my eye. And I think, and not to be dramatic or anything, but I distinctly remember thinking, I have been forsaken by God. Do you ever have those moments, friends? When you have this moment where, you know, where you just feel like everything's gone wrong, where there's no parking, where you spill coffee on your new shirt, where you forget to put the clothes in the dryer and now everything's kind of musty. Am I the only one? These kind of everyday sort of tragedies that we can horribleize and expand. And I think those are sincere moments when we can lose our faith. Not just the times, friends, that we all know that we go through. These dark times when, when we lose our faith because everything has gone a different way than we wanted it to. Above all else, we work to stop believing in what could be. When we lose our faith, not only do we stop believing in what could be, we work to convince others that it won't get any better. You see a younger person believing in what's possible. You see another person believing in in hoping in something else. And you might find yourself stepping out to say, hey, you'll just believe anything, won't you? Oh, you don't don't get your hopes up, kid. Don't believe too strongly, friends. When we convince ourselves of that, we find ourselves working against the very message of Christmas, the very peace that's coming. Because, friends, God is not finished with any of us. The peace of Christmas is on its way. When we stop believing, we stop leaving space for the miraculous. And there's a way to live where we are pragmatic dreamers. I, friends, as your pastor, I have been called delusional. And it is a a mark of pride that I wear. As I describe what we're going to do with these 10 acres, what we're going to do with this church, what we're going to do with this community, people have said, you're delusional. And I've said, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Because friends, what is hope if not just a bit of delusion? Friends, what is hope but if not a chance to believe in something ridiculous? When I was a kid, I had a speech impediment that was so severe no one could understand me. I began every syllable with a hard b. My family could understand me. They thought it was adorable. And then my first grade teacher had to sit my parents down and say, hey, it's not cute anymore. You know, no one can understand Mike or bike as he calls himself. We need to figure this out. And here I am talking for a living. Friends, this church, I couldn't imagine a group of people coming and sitting in this heat and enjoying the sun. But two years ago, I look around this space and most of you weren't here when I got here. And if you were, you were coming in and out and passing through and we have found new hope and new dreams and new possibilities. And yeah, call me delusional. It's a mark of pride. Because when we look at scripture, when we look at what God has already done, why can't we believe that something even greater is coming? God is not finished with any of us. The peace of Christmas is on its way. When Zechariah doubts, his mouth is shut. Read read this in Luke chapter 1, verse 20. It says this. This is the angel speaking to him. Know this. 
What I have spoken will come true at the proper time, but because you didn't believe, you will remain silent, unable to speak until the day when these things happen. This has been something that has been stuck in my head since I read this passage. I wonder, friends, if the message of Zechariah is that when we doubt, when we lose hope, I wonder, friends, if it's our time to listen more than speak. I wonder if it's our time to listen to what others have to say, to look for other people that we can believe in instead of explaining why things have gone all awry. I wonder if, like Zachariah, we need to have our mouths quieted so that we can feel all of our feelings, but listen twice as well to see what God is doing. When I'm my most discouraged, not just in ministry, but in life, I always try and find those that are having a better time. I am always trying to find examples of folks that have experienced hope and experienced peace in their life because it reminds me that God is not done with me. I am at a different part of my story than you are, and you're at a different part of the story than everyone else here. I wonder what story God is still writing in your life, friends. I just started reading fiction. I was in seminary for, it was a three-year program. It took me five years, and I read a lot of books. And when I got out, I wanted to read no books. I was a big TV guy for a long while. But I've just started reading fiction again. And isn't it strange? Wouldn't it be strange if we stopped reading a quarter of the way through, halfway through? Friends, I think sometimes when we have doubt, when we have fear, when we lose sight of God's peace, I wonder if we're slamming the book shut about a quarter of the way through. Zechariah's prayers were answered, but it had nothing to do with his works. God is not done with us, not because we need to do something special. We need to get another gold star. We need to reach another level in our lives. No, God is still working out God's plan. And so, friends, may we seek after peace by hearing God's voice as we wait for God to show up. Because, friends, God is not finished with any of us. The peace of Christmas is on its way. Will you pray with me? All right, friends. I hope you heard something in today's message that made an impact in your life. Helped you know that you're loved by God and inspired you to do something about the gospel that is offered to you. Now receive this blessing as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.